Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Thursday, November 9th. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible this week. We're picking up in the Gospel of Mark in chapter 6 and we'll read through verse 29 today. And then we'll move over to the Psalms and read Psalm 73. Thanks so much for joining me as we read through God's Word. My prayer is that the gospel, the good news about Jesus, would stir our affections today. The title in Mark chapter 6 is Teaching at Nazareth. Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And the many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man learn these things, and what is this wisdom that has been given to him, and such miracles as these performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are his sisters not here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could not do any miracles there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And he was going around the villages teaching Now the title says, The Twelve Sent Out. And he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And he instructed them that they were to take nothing for their journey except a mere staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belt, but to wear sandals. And he added, Do not wear two tunics. And he said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave town. Any place that does not receive you or listen to you as you go out from there, shake the dust off the soles of your feet as a testimony against them. And they went out and preached that people are to repent. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. The title says, John's Fate Recalled. And King Herod heard about it, for his name had become well known. And people were saying, John the Baptist has risen from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others were saying, he is Elijah. And others were saying, he's a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard about it, he kept saying, John, whom I have beheaded, has risen. For Herod himself had sent men and had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so, for Herod was afraid of John, knowing that he was a righteous and a holy man, 
and he had been protecting him. And when he heard him, he was very perplexed, and yet he used to enjoy listening to him. An opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, held a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading people of Galilee. And when the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, Whatever you ask of me, I will give it to you, up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. Immediately, she came in a hurry to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And although the king was very sorry because of his oaths and his dinner guest, he was unwilling to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent an executioner and commanded him to bring back his head. And he went and beheaded him in prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard about this, they came and carried away his body and laid it in a tomb. We've been talking some about the difference between earthly kings like Solomon and the heavenly king, Jesus. And here I see that dichotomy again. Herod, an earthly king or leader, was swayed by his emotions, by his sensuality, by the desire for a woman. And he says, anything you want, I'll give it to you. On the contrary, our Lord Jesus is not overcome by the sinful nature. He always does what is pure and right and true. Okay, let's move on over to the Psalms. We're in Psalm 73 today. This is book three of the Psalms, the end of the wicked contrasted with that of the righteous. A Psalm of Asaph. God certainly is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, and their belly is fat. They are not in trouble like other people, nor are they tormented together with the rest of mankind. Therefore arrogance is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from fatness. The imaginations of their heart overflow. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They have set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore his people return here, and abundant waters are drunk by them. They say, How does God know? And is their knowledge with the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Surely, in vain, I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence, for I have been stricken all day long and punished every morning. If I had said, I will speak this way, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. 
When I thought of understanding this, it was troublesome in my sight, until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived their end. You indeed put them on slippery ground. You dropped them into ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, Lord, when stirred, you will despise their image. When my heart was embittered and I was pierced within, then I was stupid and ignorant. I was like an animal before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. You will guide me with your plan and afterward receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And with you I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is good for me. I have made the Lord God my refuge, so that I may tell of all your works. Thank you for listening along as we read God's Word together. Will you pray with me? Father, we do thank you for your Word, and we ask, Lord, that your nearness to us would be good. Help us to bask in the glory of your riches, the abundance of your Spirit that you pour out on us. Help us to be united with Christ. Help us to remember that in Him we have fullness of life and resurrection and the power of the eternal God on display. Lord, help us to remember our salvation and the fact that we are destitute without you, but because of Christ's love, we are engrafted into the family of faith, that you care so much for us that you gave of yourself so that we could be restored, reunited with the Father. Today, help us to remember that Christ lives in us. Help us to uh, think about that and respond in a way that shows that we know this to be true. Cover our minds and our hearts. Give us feet ready to do your will. Speak to us, Lord, and help us to obey. We pray through Jesus Christ. Amen.